Welcome, friends. Hi. Hello. Etc. Y'all are listening to How Do You Do? The show where we interview our friends about their jobs. You got it. It's time to learn, y'all. Zoom, 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 zoom. Hi, hello, and welcome. This is how do you did? Did you not like that? Did you did you like that? I'm I'm not reading you. That was a little different than most. I think it was. I think it was really good. Harry Carey style intro. You don't you don't know Harry Carey, do you? He would say things. He would say just crazy shit, but it always related back to baseball. He was a baseball announcer. Oh, but uh, Will Ferrell. My name is Brad Breakfast. I'm Hannah Backwards. Oh, we have a we have a guest tonight. Are are we using your last name, Will? Uh, I don't I don't care. Can we can tell you... people it's, our guest is Will Wheaton? Yeah, I mean I am Will Wheaton of Star Trek fame. Of course, Wesley Crush. No, mm-hmm. Will uh, introduce yourself. Uh, my name's Will. I go by WC or Will. Um, I'm a finished carpenter and a wood finisher. <laughs> We're gonna talk all about that. <laughs> uh, do you do you are you familiar with Harry Carey? Uh, mostly because of the Will Ferrell. The Will Ferrell sketch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there was a, it was a wonderful sketch on on SNL like uh, mid '90s, and Will Ferrell did a spot on Harry Carey. If if you were made of spare ribs, would you eat yourself? Yeah. <laughs> oh. If you were a hot dog and you were starving, <laughs> would you eat yourself? Oh, that's what it was. It was yeah. uh, uh, maybe I would if I was made of spare ribs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if the moon was made of cheese, would you eat that? Okay. <laughs> but it, it was spot on because Harry Carey was a genuine crazy person. Don't jerk me around, Norm. It's a simple question. <laughs> uh, that's, that how, that's how we all knew. Um, that, that's how we knew Will Ferrell uh, was from Saturday Night Live. And then you kids know him from uh, the, the award-winning film Kicking and Screaming. You kids? What are you... Who are you kidding? You're... That's clever. That's yeah, very clever. You're, you're significantly younger than me. No, I am not. Don't say that, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is How Do You Do, where I uh, I are, say uncomfortable things to my partner. We are, un- we are all consenting adults. We are. We oh, are. An appropriate, approximate age. <laughs> So, you are a Finnish carpenter. Last week we had a Dutch carpenter. I don't know what that is. It's just another nationality. <laughs> oh, a carpenter who is Dutch. Bingo. Well, I, was that joke oh, too Finnish. awful? No, I mean, now that I get it, it's pretty good. <laughs> okay. It'd be better if I'd gotten it, like, immediately. Though. I, I could have gone on, like, next week we'll have an Icelandic carpenter, I but mean, I forgot what other countries a were. Dutch, <laughs> a Dutch carpenter sounds like such a thing. It I, does. I, like, I, was, I was so willing to like, oh, believe really? it that I ruined the joke for myself. It's it's two carpenters who finish each other's work, I guess. I don't know. Right. They're going in Dutch. <laughs> They're in my yeah, head. Yeah, going Dutch. Yeah. I thought going Dutch, and I thought... 
Dutch oven. <laughs> yeah, which I won't ex- I won't describe. Our our for your, all, all know. for your family oriented. <laughs> the, oh, I have to tag it tag the podcast as explicit because we mm. say fuck a lot. Mm. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Spotify is mad at me because they've been uh, reminding me to read the Spotify terms of service for like six oh. weeks now. Well, you Every have to time. accept them or they'll never stop bothering There's you. There's not an accept button. It just it just like very passive aggressively says like Well Did then. you remember to read the Spotify terms of service every time I upload an episode now? Well if you can't accept them then they're not who can, I mean Right. It's I, it's a social contract. Well, it's like this is this is what Ayn Rand was taking a stand against. Uh, <laughs> We will rise up. I'm going Galt against Spotify. I mean, those books are too too bad for, like I I couldn't finish a single one. They're really really poorly written. They're very bad. Yeah. Okay. Well known for being bad, but like bad sci-fi, which some people think is good Most sci-fi. I will still look elsewhere for bad sci-fi. Right. Me too. Plus, why? I mean. Read good sci-fi. Yeah. There's well, a lot of it. But, like, bad sci-fi at one point was, like, good, what we consider good sci-fi. You know, Ursula Le Guin, Philip K. Dick, was was put in these, like, terrible magazines back in the day. That's just because that's their only platform that they could get. Right. But, it, I mean, I see what you're saying. It was like uh, bad sci-fi would have been considered, like, an oxymoron back in the days when... Um, I don't know, boring stuff was cool. Yeah. And good stuff was called bad and so on. Well, the topsy-turvy battle days. It was was stuff that went against like what we considered literature. It was, you know, trash. Like we consider reality TV to be trash nowadays. Back in the day, it was, you know, stories that you read in what is essentially a comic book for children. Right. I've just always wondered, like, how did... The people that were, like, judging comic books and sci-fi to be trash, what were they doing with their time? I mean, just regular people? <laughs> yeah. Who, they weren't doing anything. They were sipping. They weren't doing shit. Sipping tea. They were f- watching. <laughs> Andy, yeah. I mean, what, do you, what were they watching? Blood, what was so good that sci-fi was bad? Bloodsport. They... <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> I I honestly I don't know because I look back at that stuff like when people people will compare like current entertainment to you know back in the learned days and then mm-hmm. I just remind them that there used to be a a sport where people would like launch foxes into the ocean. Oh, that was well mm-hmm. accepted by society. Right. Yeah. Society has not gotten worse. At least now we're not killing foxes for fun. I mean, yeah. I haven't, I haven't launched people. I haven't launched any animals into the ocean ever. That's true. I've never lived on the ocean though, so I mean, I've who like, knows what I do? Yeah. <laughs> I've li- I mean, I've launched fish back into the lake. Well, yeah, but that's that's launched, sporting. Launched. Yeah, like full on underhand launched it into the lake. I guess we have to define our terms here. <laughs> like I didn't just put it in the water. I mean, I threw it. Right. It lives there. Sounds like a fling. Like you flung a fish. I mean, 
I launched. They were <laughs> they were building okay. catapults to launch. Fu- I, you, we're right. talking orders of magnitude. Yeah, I mean, I guess but those it, can't boast sure you a didn't launch. Feel great getting slapped back on the water. If you don't live in the water, it's probably terrifying. <laughs> And that's what that fox is thinking. The fox is going the whole time. What the fuck did I do wrong? Well, Why are you sending me to a, a place where? How I, did you win the fox launch sport? Yeah, distance. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> today, today I did. Uh, Yikes! I I did talk to somebody about the just today. Um, I I found a turtle. <laughs> on in my backyard and I was this is when I was a kid and I was like I'm gonna go I had a pond in my backyard I was like I'm gonna go take him home mm-hmm. and put him in the pond oh no and he well he kept he would like swim about 10 feet out and then come back to shore and I was like no you're going the wrong way right and then I found out that turtles don't live in water <laughs> right you were ki- you were drowning <laughs> I was drowning a turtle right. mm-hmm. my heart was in the right place yeah well yeah you saw turtles in your pond you assume yeah. they lived there. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a child, I went to a bo- natural body of water in Arkansas, which was, we did a lot when I lived in Arkansas. And I came across like a uh, a young family of possibly like newly hatched frogs. They yeah. were very small frogs and they were fascinating to me as a little kid. But I mean, they were like p- the size of like your pinky nail. Yeah. And uh, I had I had quite dry like... Like, my hands had been wet, but then, like, dried in the sun, so they were, like, extra dry. Yeah. So I picked up a little frog, and I, like, looked at it. I had him between my fingers, and I looked at him in the eyes, and I could see his, like, he was breathing and stuff. And it was just this fascinating, magical thing. And then I tried to let him go, and my dry skin had stuck to his new, delicate, slimy skin, like like wet hands in an ice cube, kind of, or like an... Like wet hands and a na- lot of wet hands, but like wet hands and a napkin, <laughs> yeah. sort of. So oh, I just no. sort of drew the frog apart, oh. like a brutal, like a little medieval, <laughs> t- like I don't, I mean, just as bad as you can imagine. Yeah, no, yeah. he ripped him in half. Ripped him like, in half. His skin just like whoosh. the whole time that frog's yeah. going, what, what the fuck what? did I do? Mm-hmm. He's so, he's got fox emotions. I learned that day. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that'll just stick with you. Yes, I, I, I learned totally a lot understand at that. the at the what the body of water that yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> like it's no fucking joke. I uh, yeah, I got more stories about that day. <laughs> we can. Oh no, I I to, I got I got a frog story too. Let's hear it. Yeah. So one night in college, I was very drunk on um, Mexican malt liquor, which sounds okay. as bad as it is. And I say okay. it, it, it was specifically this brand called, um, well, it was Pitbull, but it was made by the company that makes Evil Eye, which is a 40. And it's it's real gross. And it's about 13% alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like orange juice. doesn't really hold its carbonation. It tastes horrible. We used to drink it like water. Uh, one night I had, I had had like three of these bad boys. So I was pretty much blind drunk, and we're like, let's let's walk over to my friend's apartment. We set off on our way, and I'm just, I am strutting, and I remember I was walking so confidently, and my friend turns to me, and he says, Brett, what the fuck? 
And I'm like, what? And he said, you just stomped on a frog. (laughs) (laughs) And I turn around. And sure enough, I had been walking so heavily. It was just smashed on the sidewalk. And I cried about it for hours because that frog didn't do anything. It was just trying to get home. I was very very upset with my frog situation, so I can sympathize. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You don't set out to kill an animal. I mean, I didn't wake up that morning. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm going to kill the first baby I see with my bare hands. I'm going to use my godlike strength to just annihilate a creature. Yeah. It's, it's, I get that. I mean, I didn't start having those thoughts till I was 10, yeah. 11. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Matured yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more it, of an origin story. I didn't start killing stuff with hammers until I could hold a hammer. Exactly. Yeah. Right. As the saying goes. <laughs> Put that on a t shirt. Uh, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this uh, this is the Nightmare Podcast brought to you by horrible thoughts that you've had once. <laughs> okay, so well, we've got a regular... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do, do we have a shout out? We have two. Well, I, we do, because there's been a... a busy week on the old social media. Oh, yeah. First of all, Brian Emke, I told you I was going to talk about you on this. And here, here's the deal, dude. You're old and social media should be taken away from you. And do you remember what happened, Hannah? No. I, I was just perusing Facebook looking for, um, I was on the marketplace and not not even looking for anything in particular. And a guy was trying to sell um, Moroccan pizza. It's 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 oh. I don't even remember what it's called. It's delicious. We've had it once. Yeah. And it's hard to find. Like you can't just go. There's not a Moroccan restaurant around here. So I got really excited because like I was gonna get some of this stuff, and and I I was like. Yeah, dude, do you deliver? Is it frozen? Um, Asking him all these specifics. And another guy got on the post and was like, you're a terrorist. (laughs) And so I said, you know, Moroccan pizza, I specifically said it is badass food. It, It is. It's very tasty stuff. I was the one... The, the admin of this group, one of the Tulsa sales groups, got onto me for using bad language. His name is Brian M. Key. Did not get on to the guy who said that all halal food is terrorist food. Hmm. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I didn't even... I, the first time you said that, it seemed so non-sequitur. I didn't even... Cat, I mean... Yeah. That's... He's, he just was halal food. That's what terrorists eat. Oh, God. And it's... That's, a, that's an old one. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't heard that... <laughs> particular shade in a while yeah he was old (laughs) yeah he well he was just some you know boomer um biker dude who was like for whatever reason decided to pick a fight with some some guy i don't even remember the guy's name who said the racist shit honestly doesn't matter does not 
really bear repeating. The problem is that Brian Emke got onto me for saying a curse word. And I, I was specifically like, well, he, he said, this is your one and only warning. And I said, well, will I also get in trouble for calling him, a, a I think, a Kanayak, which is like a, a Yiddish for old racist. It's <laughs> <laughs> specifically, it's not even a curse word in Yiddish. It's just Yiddish slang for racist. <laughs> and I got, I ended up getting banned from the group oh, because he just assumed that the Yiddish word was a was curse. A word, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that's so, I mean, that's just typical of a certain oh, yeah. attitude where it's like, say whatever heinous shit you want, just don't cuss. Yeah. Or like, who <laughs> right. fucking cares? It's, it's, it's boomer shit. Yeah, that's total boomer shit. And I hate to be this... I, t- I hate to take the elitist line, but I remember when Facebook was not open to the world. Yeah. When yeah. you had to be, like, a college student to use it. And it was better then. <laughs> because it, there were still racists on there. There weren't nearly as many. Yeah. Well, and then they were closer to home then. Yeah. You well, know. you could you at least knew you you knew them. Yeah. Like you could like go to their dorm and like I don't know fire bottle hello. rockets under the door or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> anything that becomes <clears throat> known as the thing that everyone's going to be putting their eyeballs on. Yeah. Becomes trash. Yes. That's just part of the system. It, it, it is. You know, TV, whatever it is, it, it commercial interests, basically. Um, well, commercial interests and gatekeepers and people that want to censor other people and stuff. Yeah. And, and I don't mean, I mean the bad kind of censoring. <laughs> well, am, am I a gatekeeper for wanting to keep the, the old people off of it? And I kind of am. And I recognize that. I recognize well, there's there's like an irony in me saying in me saying that but at some point we we got to draw a line somewhere yeah yeah <laughs> well right i mean ah, never mind <laughs> no, no, i was going to say we have gates for a reason yeah and then i thought i i don't know i don't know if i want those words attributed <laughs> that, to that me. could be taken way right. out of context i'm sure i could think of very some heinous gates in history yeah. Definitely. But some gates, I mean, if it's a gate that says no racists, right? that's a fine gate. Well, I'm going to be on this side of that gate. Yeah. They can be on that side. Yeah. But there's still a gate. Right. There's a gate. I'm just going to keep it closed. Yes. (laughs) It's it's the same as the people who go like, well, aren't you the real racist? Like, nope. they pretty much never have a point. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. Just <laughs> well, and you, a, you, uh, you fill in at, at the shop that I work at. And yes. I've worked with you once. And I remember yep. that day we specifically made it a point that if somebody said something racist, we would not haggle with them. Yes. Which they're is pay so full retail, which yeah. is for suckers. It's super. It, and yeah, it's exactly. It's so fucking so. petty. And yeah. like perfect, right? Yeah. 
We used it twice. Once because a person said that we were, quote, Jewing them. And I was like, oh, excuse me. Here's some Yiddish words again. That, that actually, I feel like um, you're uh, protecting my uh, reputation. But the way I remember it is they said that and then later oh, purchased something right. yeah, and I accidentally yeah. gave them a good price <laughs> automatically because I'm a nice guy, That's... forgetting they had said the thing earlier. You, you've, I was you've... very disappointed in myself and I pledge not to let it happen for the rest of the day. You're Full retail. Very noble. Yeah. To take to that that is how it happened. Yeah. Yes. The other time we I almost we almost jumped over the counter because the guy said to a Spanish speaking customer, This is America, we speak English. And I was like, Who the fuck are you? This is yeah, my I, store. Those it's like those muttering like that guy muttered that yes. like a coward. Yes. Like, if you have something to say and you're righteous and you know you're right, you just say it. Yeah. Like, with your normal voice, you're just say it right to somebody's face. And it, But if you have to, like, kind of demure and, like, kind of fucking, fucking speak the language, like, say it all so only, like, the other whatever your particular group can hear it. That's just some bullshit, and, like, you know you're full of shit. Yeah. You're a coward. Yeah, you're a coward. <laughs> I remember we both went, like, did did you just fucking hear what he said? Like, yeah, I wanted I did. to throw that guy out. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, like, this close. It's, like, uh, to me, that's on the fence. You're just, like, I mean, that's, a, that's aggressive yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I think we both decided not to because he was... Open carrying. Yeah, he was open carrying, and he had friends. Yeah, he had like three guys with him. <laughs> Whatever, like, they were no, an armed or, gang. The the Spanish speaking guy didn't even hear it. Like, right, exactly. Let's just not just give him a good deal. Lie. Yeah, <laughs> right. Get him on the back end. Yeah. With the retail. <laughs> yeah. Plus tax. Plus tax. Even if you're paying in cash. Yeah. I don't even want your cash. <laughs> I don't want your dirty cash. Yeah. Uh, the other the other thing, um, I'm not even going to use her first name because you know what? She doesn't, she doesn't deserve it. Let's just, let's just uh, throw this one out there. I cannot violate your HIPAA rights because I'm not a doctor. Or, or a medical professional of any kind. I have introduced myself as doctor, first name, and a lot of times it's not even my real first name. But I don't think that's legally binding. It's not. Or it's not a PhD either. Right. Dr. Phil does it. That's part of his, and that's where I learned it. Dr. Phil is not Dr. McGraw because he doesn't oh, have. Right. His last name isn't Phil. Yeah. Hmm. His Very li- clever, Dr. His Phil. license lapsed. Oh, did it? Yeah. So is he's... that before or after he went to TV? Before. Well, like during. Okay. So it was. Yeah. It was yes. a transitional period for Phil. Yeah, he is not a <laughs> Mr. practicing Phil. Mr. Phil. mental health practitioner. Right. But Dr. Phil is his, like, trademark. And I can be Dr. Brett. Um, and that is, that it, it could be a nickname. It's fine. Uh-huh. Like Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario. Right. Prescribes not, way too many pills. Not illegal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he... Right, for being like a quote-unquote doctor first name yeah. person, he is slinging pills. Well, and At viruses, 
Well, yes. <laughs> but what <laughs> what other have you ever met like a doctor who moonlights as a plumber or a plumber who moonlights as a doctor, really? Um I mean, I haven't met very many doctors of any kind, to be honest. I've never I've even really met any plumbers. What have I done with my life? I mean, are you just not out meet? You got to meet people. I mean, where do you go to meet a plumber? Anywhere. A pl- my bathroom. Plumbers when only. When there's a problem. Plumbers only. No. <laughs> right. Are only plumbers. Only plumbers. That's yeah. But like, well. I was accused of violating someone's HIPAA rights today. And <laughs> that's not a thing. Like, you can't. Well, there were 40 people after that going, that's not what happened. <laughs> and here's you why. You can't just say that over everything. Yeah, like, you can't just use that to to say something crazy and then like. You're violating my HIPAA rights. No, if I just call someone crazy, that's fine. In fact, it's an opinion. <laughs> it's not. It, it could not even be considered slander or libel because that's not like a diagnosis. I didn't say this person has crazies. Crazies, yeah. <laughs> In my opinion, this person is like nuts. Right. I mean, it doesn't, in a sense, since you're not a real doctor. Right. It kind of doesn't matter what you think. Exactly. That's the, that's true freedom. Yes. Right. <laughs> I, I don't, employ that logic all the time. <laughs> it, it is with true. Myself. Well, I don't, I, like, in this situation, I was just telling people, hey, this person said something nonsensical to me uh a lot of you are friends with them like hey watch out because i don't i they accused me of being a witch that seems like suspect behavior someone needs to check on their friends yeah like maybe go check on this person right i haven't done any witchcraft in recent memory so the burden is on you fella (laughs) that's right that's but that that was that was me um yeah and so i i don't know. i just i thought that that needed to be talked about cuz i also noticed a lot of people were saying it during the pandemic stuff like <laughs> mask rules violated their hipaa oh uh, right which is also not true Right. It's not a blanket statement for something that it it's not a get out of trouble free card. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um my rant it, we've we've had a person this the see it seems like the shout out was also the am I just a ranty person? <laughs> I mean we, Wait, are we starting a rant? We have well, that's, yeah. I have a now? separate yeah. I have okay. a separate segment. Oh oh. Yeah, that was just the shout out. So we're not even ranting yet. We weren't oh, ranting. Yeah. yeah, I'm a ranty person. Buckle up. <laughs> I'm. <sighs> oh, I can handle it. We a rant. have recognized that the shout outs a lot of the times are people who need to need their behavior checked. 
Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they're positive. But also, we do throw in some positive ones. So our shout-outs are just kind of what they are. They're all over the place. What's happened this week? (laughs) I was kind of wondering about the shout-out part, too, because those did kind of seem like shout down. Yeah. I want to say. Well, shout-out is neutral. You can I like can accept sh- that. I can. Why not? It's shout out is neutral. Fine. Yeah, we're trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> to me, a shout out. I've always thought of a shout out as being like it's an uplifting a, thing. A call it like I'm. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, you know. Acknowledge. Sp- spread the word about something in a g- way that. Yeah, but also I, I you know. did say calling out, and depending on how it's used, calling out. Can That's also true. Be bad. Even calling yeah. out. See, so it's just how it's used. Right. To call out Context. and to shout down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't call have out. to be. Yeah, you got called out to get shouted, shut down. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> no, you're on to something. Um, yeah, we can, you know, you put that the in the tumbler. You, you know what I'm saying? Bones. That's right. <laughs> I well, we have had a person who has challenged us, um, and said they were going to listen to every episode, and told me specifically they were going to make me famous, and it still hasn't happened. His name's Phil Riker. We've talked about him a couple times. Doctor Phil Riker? No, he's no. not a doctor. Um, he could be a doctor Phil. Unless there's a any Phil can be a doctor Phil. Can you get a doctorate in being a suck ass? Because <laughs> then, yes, it's possible. Yeah, Phil's a suck ass. Anyway, this uh, this rant. Why why does he think he can do better than us? He he always he wanted to tell us so badly. He messaged us from about four different accounts on the podcast saying that our show he hates it. Um, and that he's going to listen to every episode. It seems like a weird... Uh, okay. Wait, that's the threat? Yeah, yeah. it's a weird threat, you, right? So I'm going to listen to all the episodes? Yes. Yeah. And we're, and Do you guys have a Patreon? You, you could link him to your Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Then he could really... Do you hate us so much you can give us $20 a month? That's right. They make Philip? you a premium hater. Yeah. <laughs> Platinum hater. I'll give you exclusive content. Just pictures of my butthole. <laughs> For twenty dollars a month, huh? Yeah. That's an OnlyFans, isn't it? That is, yeah. That's just porn. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, you might be writing checks you don't want to cash. Well, no, I mean I'll no, totally yeah. do it. I'm... Well, I know, but I mean maybe you know. Cash it for a yeah. higher price. Higher price, right? That's what I'm saying. Oh, I don't think it's worth that much. Well, I mean I might, I might, I might need to know my worth here a little bit. I mean, you gotta put, you gotta put it on the market. Yeah. And just see what happens. <laughs> I'd start high, though. You know, you undervalue, and then you're kind of stuck there. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could I could just sell, like, the base level. Uh-huh. Just start with pictures of the butthole. You pay another... <laughs> base level. You pay another five bucks. I can't believe butthole is base level. That's really an aggressive... I, I, uh, 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 well, it started it, so the, it's funny that that is base level because that was my ultimate threat at the beginning of the pandemic was when people uh, said I'm not gonna take the vaccine and I got tired of arguing with them I'm, I was just like you know what shut the fuck up or I'm gonna send you a picture of my asshole like that's the <laughs> ultimate threat like, that I have 
I like, love the idea that they would like they would comply. Because they do, they, right? They do. Nobody wants to get that message request. I mean, do you think it's kind of like getting out of a fight because you act crazy? Yes. Like nobody wants to fight the naked guy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like whether they think the threat is credible is irrelevant to right. you because you got the results. Yes. You were looking for. Yes. And you didn't have. You didn't even have to take a picture. You didn't have to. It's really hard to put do. it in the mail. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're going analog or like email. Well, it's, I mean, it's you could start like a. I'd probably tweet it. Oh. DM. Oh. DM on Twitter. Well, no, you could like tweet it and then just you know link you could have them like a to tag. Or yeah, like yeah. Right. Check out this tweet. Right. Be almost like a rickroll, but it'd be your butthole on yeah. the other end instead of. It's the butt roll. Call it a seat yeah. tweet. It's a seat tweet. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's why you need to get vaccinated. That's right. <laughs> vaccinate your kids. I feel like well, that's there's not enough emphasis on that. It used to be all about vaccinate your kids. Well, and that was that was ultimately like the argument I kept getting into was was people were like, I'm not gonna vaccinate my kids because it's my freedom to let them die. And it's like this right. is a terrible argument you're having. Yeah. Why are we doing this? It's the ultimate expression of their precious angels until they are born. Yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, they're getting, they're going even younger with the fuck them attitude. Mm -hmm. I've had several friends who have like cut what? off contact with their parents because their parents refused to vaccinate them and they become adults and like. The mark of turning 18 was, fuck you, mom. I'm going to go get my yeah, right. just get MMR vaccine. These are people who don't understand that phenomenon. Yeah. Where it's like, if you, you know, you forbid them to listen to heavy metal, they're going <laughs> right. to worship Satan when they yeah. turn 18. Like, just, just let them listen to a little heavy metal. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little. It doesn't have to be, you know. Just let them get, just let them get the measles vaccine. And right. it's ju just like a just a dip a just dip a toe into right. You know, it's like a true, gateway vaccine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. True freedom of adulthood. Man, I've really enjoyed not having measles. <laughs> Me like, too. Right? Have, like mumps, rubella. Yeah. Yeah, I really. It's been it's been a good time I'm without them. <laughs> for I'm for the vaccines. If it's not clear. As a kid, I can remember people telling me how much it sucked to get the mumps mm. <laughs> like yeah i just I, I remember waking up one day and i couldn't move my head because my entire throat was swollen you go yeah. like i almost ah, died why are people against this yeah, <laughs> yeah. it just yeah. sounds horrible oh yeah i mean <laughs> that's the point is that like all these people that are anti-vax grew up in a, or, you know, have lived their lives yeah. with the privilege of living in a vaxxed world. I mean, it's a very forest trees kind of, you know, <laughs> metaphor had, happening here. And teachers <laughs> with siblings who have like polio. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. That's not that far away from us. It's that's not, crazy. We're not that far removed from that. Right. Oh. Yeah. We're yeah. a pro-vaccine podcast. Yeah. Probably why we have to, you know, I say wouldn't the word be explicit. here. Yeah, I don't think I'd be here if you weren't. I, I'd, yeah, no, I would be somewhere else. Well, we would saying? probably be Far dead. Away. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, the podcast would have to be canceled. It, it would I mean, be. at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
So let's yeah. go. Let's go. What what kind of facts we have? You are a carp a Finnish carpenter. That's so right. you do finishing work. Uh, yes, I'm a Finnish carpenter and I'm a wood finisher. Okay, so which are kind of two jobs. Yes. Um, a Finnish carpenter does all the wood stuff in your house that you can see and interact with and touch. Yes. That is installed after the house is built. And, uh, you know, a wood finisher puts the finish on the wood. Yes. <laughs> so well, you, do you build wow. cabinets and that kind of stuff? Yes. Yeah. 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 I make cabinets and furniture and, I mean, it's, it's a lot of custom work. So, you know, a lot of unexpected things too. Yeah. Yeah, so the fact was, I mean, honestly, basically what you said, that <clears throat> there's actually many types of carpentry. It's not just a blanket mm-hmm. term, but mm-hmm. rough carpentry is what um, is what it's called, and the people that do the structure of the house. Right. And then the finished carpentry, is like you said, is everything that's done on the inside of the house after the structure is actually fully built. Right, and I think a rough... I've, I've actually never heard the term rough carpenter. Um or carpentry, but uh, like framing, framer yeah. mm-hmm. is what I I, I did carpentry, but it was like day labor carpentry. Right, like, so two by fours. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nail guns. And, and so much skin cancer. Yeah, a lot of exposure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, uh, I have just very, at random times, I'll have to work in the sun or outside. Yeah. I have a pretty, pretty sweet shop gig as far as that goes. Right on, right on. Um, let's get to the questions. What are your pronouns? Uh, he, him. Simple enough. Mm-hmm. So what do you, uh, what made you get into carpentry? Uh, wow. Uh, well, like a lot of jobs, I had a friend who was doing it and uh, had a job opening at his shop and he texted me one day i was working at the pawn shop yeah and uh he said hey we have an opening i think you'd be a good fit and uh i'd always had um some idea that i wanted to do something like that uh my dad uh my bio dad um when i was a kid was a carpenter and i think more of the day the uh framing skin cancer right yeah um but he always had like uh, like a box knife and a and a tape measure on his belt, and there's always sawdust. You know, I just sort of, when I was very small, sort of was in in the atmosphere of carpentry in that way. And then my granddad um, owned a design build construction firm uh, in Muskogee when I was well, before I was born, and then up until a few years ago. And uh, he had a shop like a cabinet shop and metal shop at one point with like employees working in it. Yeah. And that scene just fascinated me as a kid. I mean, I just felt very comfortable in a shop from a real young age. It's, it's really interesting, right? Like it can go all the way from who you see as, as day laborers or, or even unskilled labor all the way up to like, Dudes who are making the finest furniture. Yeah, mastery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and absolutely everything in between. And there's... It, it can... A guy can start at one end. I mean, obviously start at the unskilled end <laughs> and, and work all the way up to making 
a table that costs twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and and if if you put in the work or or you just feel comfortable at it, you can you can just do that as long as you put in the hours to do it and mm-hmm. you're willing to learn. And some guys, there's always going to be the kind of guy that shows up at the start of the day and at the end of the day has finished a case of beer mm-hmm. and <laughs> is mm-hmm. just getting the paycheck. But but then there the other guys who go home and build those fucking tables because mm-hmm. it's what they love to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's fascinating. I yeah. totally understand that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what kind of, of, did you have to do any apprenticeship work or any kind of, of continuing education? Um, no, uh, I started at a, uh, a, you know, a private shop Yeah. that, uh, basically was willing to hire me off the street as they say, and, uh, train me on the spot. Um, you know, at that shop I started, um, I was basically doing installations like cabinets were built and we were, you know, grunting them up the stairs and bolting them to the wall and stuff. And, uh, I don't know what, I don't know why, but one day, uh, the owner, my boss said, Hey, you're going to be working with Phil. Phil was the finisher, um, for a while and learning what he's doing. And I said, okay. And, uh, that was kind of it, but, yeah. uh, Phil was a great teacher and, uh, I, uh, picked it up pretty quick. Um, I still don't really know why that ever happened, but I'm glad it, I'm glad it did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he, uh, saw some, you know, saw something in me, quote unquote, or, or what. Um, but I definitely picked it up, I think pretty well, pretty quick. Do you, do you think he just saw that you weren't finishing a case of beer at the end of the day? I mean, it could have been part of it. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, part of my resume starting with him was that um, I had done uh, technical drawings in AutoCAD yeah. and also 3D modeling in 3D CAD. And I just kind of, uh, I have a bit, I don't, I don't have a, a professional or academic art background, but I have a history mm-hmm. of being artistic and yeah. um, having an aptitude with visual stuff. So maybe he, you know, thought something of that. Was he was he patient or? Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to be. It's <laughs> yeah. everything you do starting off is completely awkward and wrong. Um, I mean, it, it's crazy that anybody gets good at <laughs> anything. <laughs> That's hard because when you start, it's, I mean, all you do is make mistakes. And even people that have been doing it for years can't think of everything to tell you ahead of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then each situation is going to be a little different in how you handle it too. Right. There's a million things. I'm sure a lot more on the job training is you've learned more doing that than necessarily someone can teach you. Right. Exactly. I've, I've known so many of those guys who weren't patient at all when they were, when they were teaching people because if they're patient with you, the waste of time because you're not going to show up tomorrow. Right. That's right. That, so that that's really valuable. Yeah. How long have you been in this? Uh, let's see, 2015. So seven years. Wow. Eight years. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's incredible. 
So what's something that people don't know about your line of work or is a common misconception? I mean, people don't know anything about my work. (laughs) I mean, just things get built, you know, by somebody else. I think people, I think a lot of people don't realize people are doing what I do in town, Mm -hmm. honestly. But then when I start talking about it, they still don't care. (laughs) it's really I've this is actually unusual to even talk about it because people will say like how's work going and then if if I go into any kind of detail at all it's like they I mean it's a foreign language or worse Hmm. (laughs) maybe not or worse but you know yeah it's just there's nothing to latch on to if you're not just like steeped in it well and that's that, that's what this show is all about. We we think that when you when you meet somebody, your first question is, "What do you do?" Right. We want to know about that. We want to know right. the real answer to that. And and what you do is interesting because people think, "Oh, uh, you just go buy cabinets at the fucking right, the cabinet, cabinet store." store. Yeah. yeah, right. That's not true. That's the. You the you don't even buy cabinet doors. Those have to be cut. Right. Those have to be shaped. Yeah. And even the shittiest apartment had to be built. Right. Yes. So yeah, what you do is absolutely important, and you're literally building the skeleton of our uh, our landscape, our country, our <laughs> right. our yeah. residents. Yeah. Our our livelihood. So you talked a little bit about hauling cabinets, that kind of stuff upstairs. Mm-hmm. Is your job really laborious? Is it, I mean, is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a sort of heavy days and light days. Yeah. I mean, if I get to just spray finish all day, that's still extremely tiring. Yeah. And I mean, even that can involve moving furniture a whole bunch. Yes. Um, but, you know, sometimes I get to finish cabinet doors all day long. And that's a, that's an okay day, you know? Yeah. But yeah, there's days where it's like, I mean, if you think of like how tired you are after moving just your stuff, um, moving like a whole building's worth of cabinets is (laughs) much more intense than that. Yeah. And you're working in an unair conditioned shop, I'm guessing, with with a uh, fucking respirator on all day. Yep. Yep. Nasty work. Yeah. It's... It, it's uh, <clears throat> you have to get acclimated, for sure. To I'm both sure the the hotness and the nastiness. Mm-hmm. It's hot. It's hot and nasty for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, how do you recover from a long day? Uh, it's okay man, to say if you smoke weed. I mean, yeah, right? Like, that's what? like the only thing I could think of initially, <laughs> but it's like, uh, you know, I tried. I'm trying to be, you know, I'm not getting any younger and I have to kind of start thinking about this stuff a little more, um, as far as like winding down and sort of, uh, not just doing things that actually get me back from being tense or, you know, whatever. And, um, I'm kind of just at the beginning of that, but I used 
my wife's foam roller for the first time this morning. I know this isn't exactly the question you were asking. No, no, it's important. Yeah, but it's, it's fine. <clears throat> I mean, as far as recovery, uh, I need to get a lot more thoughtful and active about that. But what I actually do is take a shower, uh, load a bowl, mm-hmm. play some Nintendo. Yep. Um, you know, play with my dog. Talk to my wife about how my day was. You know, the normal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Good. Except I'm real sore. Yes. You know? <laughs> right. That's the difference. Well, and, and I mean, it's at the pawn shop, we move heavy shit all day, too. Yes, I have something to say about that. Yeah, go ahead. Go, no, you, you. I, well, the pawn shop was the, it's in the running for the, hardest on my body of any job and it's not because it's i work harder now physically yeah but ergonomics are so important yes and standing at a computer where the keyboard's at whatever height and the monitor's at whatever height (laughs) is not ergonomic no and the combination of this is half my day and the other half is like bending over completely so I can read the serial number off the bottom of a compressor or spending 45 minutes trying to start a weed eater. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was rough. Or hauling air conditioners from the back. Oh, yeah. Or uh, somebody needs their, is getting their uh, whatever, blacktop pounder back out of pawn or whatever. I won't name any names. It's it happens. Yeah. Yes, it happens. And it happens again. And it happens again. Yeah. And then you're like a trained dog. You get enraged at the sight of the thing. Uh, it happened today. I, I had a guy, of course, 60 days ago, <laughs> dropped off a fucking uh, jackhammer. And yes. it's, you know, it's a hundred pound jackhammer. And right. I went, oh, God, I'm yeah, going to have to see back. this again in two months. <laughs> oh, my God. And I think the guy gets fucking deported and or, oh, you know, disappears terrible. in some way. Right. And then today the jackhammer appears on oh. my floor and I go, oh, no, that yeah. fucking thing. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with this? And then somebody's going to buy it. Yeah. So I got to go take it out to their truck. Exactly. <laughs> you got to test it out for them. Bust yeah. up some... Yeah. Rocks. We got special rocks just for it. Like Tester it's, rocks. It's the worst. Yeah, but you're, and then you're also working now with like gnarly chemicals. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I, like, I know a guy who did, um, well, he was a painter. Mm-hmm. For, like a Picasso painter or no, like a house painter? No, like a house painter. Okay. For like 40 years. And he, he starts to look at retirement like he's just considering retiring and he goes to see his doctor and his doctor's like, well, for starters, you need to quit drinking. And this guy goes, I've never had a drop of alcohol in my life. Wow. And the doctor said, well, that can't be true because you're drunk right now. Test this blood alcohol off the charts. They figure out that this guy has been dipping his ungloved hands in paint thinner every oh my God. every yes. day for 40 years and the methanol is like in his bloodstream that's how he's like for the rest of his life he he was just 
permanently oh, no. drunk. What a nightmare. Yeah, and it happened so gradually that he never noticed. Other people just thought he was an alcoholic. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, so I think... Um, I have a theory that OSHA doesn't exist. Yeah. I've never seen them. Right? Ever. They show up if you call them. Right. I think, yeah, I could call them and, you know, blow whistles or whatever, but I don't, they don't, there's no enforcement. Right. There's no routine of Mm -hmm. any kind. Um, When I started at my last shop, uh, when I started at my first shop, which was my last shop, um, the two finishers when I fur that day, that fateful day when I was sent into the finish shop, they were standing back to back like three ninjas surfs up with <laughs> they were both spraying in opposite directions back to back. Oh my god. No respirator. Oh whoa. Smoking cigarettes. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So that's they the w- scene I walked into. They in they had turned a room into a bomb. Yes. I thought you were going to say bong. <laughs> well, the same. Yeah. yeah also they that. They hotboxing them there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my Both. God. Right. Yeah. We always used to joke that OSHA was a magical phone number that you called to get fired from your job. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Because they will show up. They'll enforce the rules that day, and somebody will find out that you're the one who called. Exactly. <laughs> right. So the yeah. fucking shop gets 100% fined. 100% but not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I said, um, so do you guys have like a respirator I can use? Yeah. And they said, well, I mean, I guess we could clean one up for you. Oh God. Yeah. What and are I you? Some like, kind of queer? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I, de- yeah, I definitely didn't impress them, but you know what? Before long, they were all wearing respirators, and it was like that age had just passed. I mean, it was like once that wasn't normal anymore, once there was a little contrast, it was clear who was right and who was wrong, and they quit. Well, that's that's amazing. Wow, that's that, incredible, actually. Yeah, I think that's um, the only way to influence people, not just the best way or a good way. I think just doing the thing yeah, and not like asking permission or like making... <clears throat> Excuse me, making uh, excuses for yourself, just you know, be knowing what's right. So getting past that f- initial feeling of foolishness, where you're right. like, "I'm the odd man right. out because I want to," I don't breathe, know, yeah, be breathe, breathe, be safe, right. have safety concerns oh, of was, any kind. It was just that all yeah. the way down uh, the whole time with it. I mean, God. it just. I mean, this is something. How do I don't know. That job, it was like, so, so I'm white, mostly. They would say the N-word, and then the whole room would look at me, and whoever said it would say, oh, sorry, Will. Yeah, yeah, we've talked to, that's a weird reaction. I'm white. Yeah. Don't apologize to me. Uh, Why are you apologizing to me? Just don't say it. Yeah, just you don't have just, to say that. I go, I go lifetimes without saying that I, fucking word. Yeah, I what? mean, just make the right choice. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Like, I, 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 how am I? 
how do I take that? I well, they they just assumed you would be the one the who one. got offended. <laughs> right, exactly. But it, I, they were still going to say it, but they're going to apologize afterwards. Right. I just <laughs> it's, it's puzzling. It is. Anyway. Well, what's been your favorite job? My favorite job ever? Yeah. Well, in like, in carpentry. Oh, yes. My favorite project or whatever you would like to call it gotcha um (laughs) oh uh hmm seems like i should have an answer for that uh we've done a lot of cool stuff i do admit that um it kind of blurs together and then once you're you know deep into it it kind of all is the same, regardless of what I'm doing. Like, my job... I mean, everything about every job is different, but then also the important... The certain things, the kernel of what my job is, remains very consistent. Like, you know, lacquer... Right. sprays a certain way and takes a certain amount of time to dry and stuff like that. So, um... What's my favorite job... Uh, I went to uh, Crested Butte and uh, finished the w- walls and ceiling of a billionaire families from Tulsa's like Crested Butte house. Oh, we did a lot of work for them. Like a hunting cabin? Uh, sure, it, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't have to be hunters, right? But yeah, something like that. It was like. Not, it probably costs $10 million, but it looked like it costs $100,000. Like, mm-hmm. it was all about the location. Yeah. And not about the little place. I mean, the place was nice. If I showed you pictures, you'd probably be like, oh my God, that's a palace. Beautiful but compared to their normal stuff, it was pretty, pretty quaint. Yeah. But the finish we did was very I mean it was a custom <laughs> finish on every wall in every room and the ceiling. Wow. And I mean I've never quite done that like that. I mean that was a big that was a big job. And was that it, doesn't sound cool or anything well, but Was it like a log cabin? Was it Um no. No. It, Crested Butte. Have you guys ever been to Crested yeah, Butte? Yeah. It's not architecturally impressive (laughs) it's it's very beautiful there yes and uh i mean you go up the you know there's like a basin where like all the whoever lives there lives there for whatever reason they end (laughs) up living there like there's no economy i don't understand that place but (laughs) so you go up the hill up the mountain it's it's a it's place a where people <laughs> the tiny baby it's hill a, right, it's yeah part of the rocky hills <laughs> um and and it does get a little more like ski lodge big huge points on thing you yeah, know okay. big stuff but right. like down where we were kind of where the people live it's it's you assume every place is very expensive but they all just look like houses around here. I mean, they just don't have like a special. Do style. they? Do they have like um, a lot of places in Colorado? I noticed were uh, very brightly colored. 
Yeah, there was that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it took me a minute to understand why, and it's because they get so much snow. That, oh, yeah. It's, on the yellow one yeah. poking out or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so Sometimes, people can find their houses when they're buried. Right. <laughs> they need to know from, yeah, it needs to be very distinct from they're another They're little house. multicolored houses, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so I'm the only yellow and purple house. Yes. Interesting. I did notice that and yeah. thought, like, I mean, they must be like upcycling paint, right? Yeah, or something. They're just... getting all their paint from Restore and yeah. Quartz. They're all super bright, super ugly, yes. like non-matching colors. Trim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. It's, yeah. it's it's something that I like. I've I've dreamed of of retiring out there because it's it's isolated too. Oh, for sure. And it's, I mean, it's like Hunter S. Thompson did that. And, right. And Woody Creek, where he just went and lived on his fucking compound. Because right. nobody could mess with him and he could just, like, fight bears and stuff. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, too, have dreamt of running away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want a rivalry with my neighbor that... That involves firefights, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, that's a pretty right. dope lifestyle. Long distance shooting. <laughs> yeah, you're not likely to kill each other no. at that distance. No, <laughs> you just—it's more the sound. Yeah. 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 I, I saw I saw a coyote. It wasn't it wasn't shooting at the mailman. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's <laughs> it's. it's uh, yeah, that's they do color their houses very, very strangely, and it's it's so they can find them. That's very interesting. Yeah, they, they have a very healthy culture of uh, freebies there. Yeah, like yeah. in the evening, we would just drive around and pick up antique lamps. Yeah, I brought home a lot of weird stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> they have nice sunglasses. There. You gotta they, have nice. They sunglasses. really invest, and then I guess they upgrade too because. They were just giving them away. <laughs> that was awesome. That's great. Uh, so, do you do you work on like? Are you contracted? Um, I assume you're not contracted at the shop, but is the shop contracted? And and if so, how long does an average project or contract last? Um, have we said? Not for nothing. Did we say my full name or where I work? No. Okay. Um, a lot of um, a lot of people in my field, and I think a lot of related, are what we call misclassified employees. Okay. Um, I'm one of them. Yeah. So I'm an employee, but I'm a contractor. Gotcha. It's a it's a convenient gray area. I, I know that. But not that. for me. It's not convenient for me. Yeah. I'm, that's, a, yeah, I know but, that area. But, you know, it's kind of like Uber. You get a stack of cash from labor. the boss. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, this is a real problem that, like, you know, I could, there's avenues. Yeah, they're the f- getting fired type. Like yeah. Like the OSHA thing. Like, I could file my taxes with a special form that basically says I'm a misclassified employee. You need to go after my boss for the second half of what I owe. Yeah. And they would do it and he'd have to pay it 
but that would rock his boat so hard that he would fire me for sure. Well, that that's very, very common. Uh-huh. Um, I, I mean, I worked in a wood shop. I started with a bunch of guys making $10 an hour, uh-huh. 40 hours a week, which, but that was cash. Right, right. That kind of job doesn't really exist. Right. Yeah. It, it, it really causes problems. Um, uh, everybody I know in my, I mean, it's, it's anybody working, anybody I work with is in the same position, which is basically like, well, I wasn't able to afford to file my taxes this year, so I also didn't get the COVID relief yeah. money I was supposed to get. I also can't get Obamacare. I also can't do these things. You're basically just, well, you're disenfranchised. Yeah. Um, so we have to, uh, I guess, like awareness. This is a good time for this kind of stuff mm-hmm. because labor is doing what it's doing and you know um people are organizing and things and this has to be part of that conversation because it's a huge problem um and it's not just uber though they are probably the most famous yeah uber uber is really bad about it but they fought against any any rights for their employees to actually be employees right we're all just contractors, right? It, it, I mean, they would do degree. it to all of us. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's if you think about if they did it to all of us, contractors wouldn't exist. That's not like right. if they had their way, right. we would all. You know, I ranted about Ayn Rand at the beginning of this show, <laughs> but the truth is that that's what all these rich motherfuckers want. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna take, it's gonna take labor rising up and going, hey, fucking enough, right? Because if we all do this, then our kids aren't gonna have a school to go to, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Collectivism needs, um, uh, needs to be the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. I thought we were going to have something when it w- when the you know 99%ers the occupy Wall Street when that all came about but too many old folks fought against it like motherfuckers do you not remember your parents standing up so they could only have to work 40 hours a week so they could have a weekend so they could have insurance yes. well um labor really missed the boat with Occupy. Yeah. Um, somehow that wasn't part of the conversation. Yeah. Even though it's the only fucking conversation. There's a fucking goddamn bug on you. Don't flick it. <laughs> we'll pick it up. Uh, um, so, in my opinion, if you're not talking about... We're getting this. If you're not talking about labor... Then you're missing. I mean, you're, you're missing the shit. mark. Yeah. If you're a Democrat and you're not talking about labor, you're full of shit. That's what I'm gonna say. Hot take. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Sorry. This. <laughs> We've got a, a little bit of wildlife that's come in during the show to interrupt. It's standing up. You know, standing up for. I, think I killed it. <laughs> I've got some sanitizer for you too. Okay. 
Here. Give me that. Oh, man. Anything can happen on a live show. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, well, that with that being said, what kind of what kind of money do you make? What kind what kind of what does this pay? Just just a, an um, average. Give me a roundabout figure. So, this is something that. <laughs> it's a uh, fully work for you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love um, it. <laughs> feel free to animate this moment. Listeners, whatever, uh... if you're hearing this, this is hand sanitizer because we are all about staying clean That's on how right. do you do. That's this right. is how you stay healthy. This is how you live longer. <laughs> um, here in Oklahoma, not enough. Yeah. Um, blue collar labor in right. What is it? Right to free to free to work. Right, right to right work to ch- and fire at will. Right, right to work, fire at will. Happens to be my name. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's just a race to the bottom. Yeah. And, uh, and that's just going to be the way it is until we have, uh, some collective bargaining until we reverse some of this stuff. But I'll say, um, if you're looking to, uh, make money doing what I do, uh, live somewhere else. Yeah. 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 For sure. Or, I mean, advice. Yeah, start a business and and work work your ass off. Do you remember when when the vote uh, when we actually took the vote on on right to work? Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a lot of bumper stickers. I was of course too young to vote. It was about I think ninety seven or or so, maybe a little after that. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing a lot of bumper stickers that said like, "Right to work is wrong." Right. And I remember my dad, my dad was not, um, I mean, we weren't poor. We, our, our family was, was definitely upper middle class. And as, as a result of that, my, my parents were reasonably conservative. I mean, in, in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. still pretty liberal on the, on the, the scale of things. But I I think my dad was pretty anti-union, um, right? Just just as a result of being from here, and mm-hmm. and unions had such a bad name for whatever stupid fucking reason. But I remember my yeah. dad going like, "Your teacher is, uh, your teacher believes that right to work is wrong. They're a fucking dumbass." Because if you're represented by a union and you're anti-union, you're stupid. Because they're the ones who protect literally every single right you have as an employee. And then they took that vote. And, of course, Oklahoma took the conservative side. Mm -hmm. And and now we have no union protections. And we are reaping the benefits of that right right now. Well, it's the uh, conservative... Uh, tactic where you kneecap uh, an institution and then when it fails you point to it and say see yeah it's like the most 
I mean, it's self-fulfilling prophecy, but but so deliberate. If you stack the unions with people who are going to make them fail, then yeah, they're exactly. they're going to be I mean, that's what they ineffective do. organizations. Yeah. Um, I think unions, you know, I've had friends who uh, like electricians who, due to circumstances, um, ended up kind of getting screwed because of like catch 22 bureaucracy. Sure. And I don't know the nuts and bolts of that, but I imagine it's because this poor union is trying to be a union in Oklahoma and there's someone putting a stumbling block every chance. Yeah. And so they ended up in a situation where it's like, well, we have no work for you. Okay, then I'll go work on my own. Oh, no, no, no. No, you not, won't. Not without the union right. involved. And it's like, well, then what? So for indefinite periods of time, this friend had no work in his field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like steel yeah. workers as well. Right. So I can see someone being like, well, then screw unions. Yeah. But that shouldn't happen. Right. I mean, <laughs> something went wrong. And... There's too many bad faith actors um, in our government to just act like, oh, well, it's coincidence. Something went wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, there's like bad guys and they're doing stuff to yeah. make it go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right, Every like day <laughs> they wake up as though it's their job or something to really fuck shit up. And it is their job yeah. in a lot of cases. And That's literally right. their, their. Right. Yeah. There is a carpenter's union. Yeah, I've, I haven't heard from them. Yeah. You know, I've never heard of any activity going on from the Carpenters Union, but I've heard, I, I've Googled it and I know they're there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a telemarketers union. I mean, there's a, yeah. they exist all over the place. There's not here. Yeah. I saw I saw a piece of literature from a major corporation. I want to say it was like Delta Airlines or something. That union dues are $750 a year. That's also the cost of the newest gaming console. You could be using that money to have fun. Well, the alternative is that you can use it to get fucking health insurance and a weekend. So I don't have a union or a PlayStation. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't. It, 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 does, it doesn't it really quite, work in places yeah. like this, but the, the, it's the kind of shit that they do. Target right. has oh. shut down entire stores because employees started talking yeah. about unionizing, yeah, and that's the good one. Yeah. Well, I was uh, listening to uh, uh, another podcast oh. today. Name drop it. Uh, Majority Report with Sam Cedar. Okay. Um, and. Uh, Emma, the co-host, was um, <clears throat> excuse me, was interviewing someone about uh, labor, the labor movement, and like current stuff, and they were su- suggesting that um, these companies uh, they don't realize how much like they a don't realize how much momentum is being generated right now. Uh, they're kind of running the old playbook on a new thing. Yeah. And um, I think she was uh, quoting someone else saying it's like they're fighting a tsunami with a squirt gun. Yeah. Like not only is it 
not up to the task. They're actually kind of adding to the problem they think they're fighting against. Sure. And, um, yeah, and, and a lot of that stuff is illegal. I mean, it violates workers' rights. Yeah. Quite, I mean, it's they have the right to form a union, and they have the right to to be able to, therefore they have a right to be able to form a union. And if you impede that, then you're impeding that right that they have. The only employment protection you have in Oklahoma is that if they don't give a proper reason for terminating you, you can get unemployment benefits, which you don't get if you're a misclassified employee. Right. Yeah. I can't get that either. Yeah. So, um, also that whole, that whole thing, with unemployment, I don't understand why they are involved with my unemployment. Like, why is your employer... Fuck what they think. Yeah. I'm unemployed now. Yeah. I don't understand why they get to be, like, part of the judge, jury, and executioner over my unemployment. I've been screwed out of unemployment it because they were like, time. we fired you because you insulted this person. And I'm like, but it's her word against mine. And they have just as much of a stake in this as I do right. because they have to pay it. Right. And there's, they still get to eat and stuff. Yeah. And I need money. Yeah. So fuck with me. You're going to let me. I don't even know that person anymore. <laughs> I don't work like, there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, that is always. You're going to let me go hungry because I said that this person smelled bad. Like fuck allegedly? Off. Yeah, allegedly. Do you have it on tape? Do you know if they smell bad? Yeah. I mean, let's get a judge in here to, for yeah. that. They really should have like stooges to go visit places, you know. They see they, if the person smells bad. They say they have it, but so many people get fucking fired in this state for bullshit reasons that they're they're completely stretched too thin. Right, right. Um we asked this question on on every episode, do you have any rivals? This is a fun one sometimes. Do you do you have um, a guy that you just hate at work? I mean... <laughs> no. I, I'm really lucky. Uh, I mean, your boss is not your friend. Your boss sure. doesn't count as a rival. I'm just going to... It's table true. that. Yeah. Among my peers, I'm very lucky. Uh, I work with four great guys. They're wonderful. Um, I got no particular beef with anybody there. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not exciting as far as rivalries. <laughs> I, no, I that's try okay. To stay that's cool. fair. Uh, I'm a I'm really lucky uh that I I mean every job I've had somebody that just really like whatever got under my skin or didn't like me for some reason and yeah. that bothered me or whatever but um no I don't have that now I uh I don't like you know there's certain like uh there was like a delivery guy that would bring us wood wearing a trump hat kind of that guy's kind of a rival. Yeah, you fed him to the planer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He doesn't deliver wood anymore. Yeah. If you know what I mean. He's delivering wood with... The devil. Dishes. 
<laughs> I didn't kill anyone. No, no. We're an um, anti-murder podcast. We did complain, and he was told not to wear it, and he didn't wear it a couple of times. Oh, that's... that's Ooh, a couple. A couple of wow. times, and he did it again, and it was a new one. And it said, all aboard the Trump train, it had a big embroidery of a train on it for some reason. That's... They do that. They lost the they plot. Don't, they don't get metaphors. No, do they? they they don't. They think it's a train. They think it's a train. They made it up, but they think there's a train. I think there's no train. Right. Trump people, <laughs> do you understand that your party killed infrastructure? Right. And trains and like right. Ironically, there's no track for the Trump trains <laughs> yeah. to travel. The Democrats are like lobbying for high-speed rail, which they're not doing a great job of it, but... No, they are not. More than the Republicans are doing. Well, and it's... It's real easy to, like, if you're on the side of, like, doing nothing... Yeah. It's real easy to get your way. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so easy to argue for that, because you just poo-poo everything. Yeah. And if poo-pooing doesn't work, you make up shit. About that thing? Yeah. And if that doesn't work, move on to the next thing. Fine. Healthcare, fine. We'll just, now we've moved on to bathrooms or fucking whatever. Yeah. It's like, if you lose, all that happens is somebody gets like some rights. And then you get to go on to trying to stop someone else from getting their rights. Um, That's the consequence of losing for them. So it's like a real easy, low stakes kind of fight <laughs> for them. You for us, it's like we're fighting for our lives. Yeah. The planet is on fire. We can't get paid. We can't. I mean, the food is, is not nutritious anymore. You know, there's a million problems. And they stand against all of that i don't understand it i just it's because you can always get people to vote for spending less money but it's like it's not even their money yeah no spend the fucking money somebody else's money for god's sake (laughs) that's the problem that's the real problem is that joe biden won't just come forward and be like look i don't want to raise your taxes i want to raise their taxes yeah he can't ever say that because someone is like Given him $5,000 to not say that. Yeah. You know that it's like really cheap to buy off a politician? Really cheap. Like if you've got money, like, I mean, so like, like Joe Manchin, I know this is not a political podcast. (laughs) No, it's fine. Joe Manchin, for example, um, has like millions of dollars tied up in his bullshit because he like owns the dirty coal plant. He sells the dirty coal to the coal company and for like a a, a good, like some kind of price. And then in exchange, he he deregulates things in his state so they can run his dirty coal. Yeah. Like he's got these loops going it's making him a lot of money. But if you're a, like, if, if you're just trying to grease palms straight up with just bribes, a lot of times it's like, it's like fucking whoever it is, let's just say some Senator is going to set the world on fire because he won't or they will not um, regulate ExxonMobil. Well, ExxonMobil gave them like $10,000. Not 10 million or billion, not like Lex Luthor money, not like the kind of money that changes lives. And you know, it's like some little amount of money and the world's on fire. 
And maybe we thought he was cool because he skateboarded and he had a Mexican nickname. And maybe he ended up being in the pocket of big oil. And maybe he can suck my dick from the back. We're going to take a break and we'll be back with more of this shit. I like this. Hey, do you use drugs? It's okay. I did it for a really long time. And I'm going to be completely honest. Safety was not my number one concern. But if you need clean gear, spoons, condoms, oil burners, or most importantly, Narcan, come on, man. You got to keep Narcan around. Even if you're not using it, if you have friends who do, you can keep it. Just throw it in your backpack. Call SHOTS at 918-973-2671 for free delivery anywhere in Tulsa. Don't use a loan, and please keep Narcan on hand. Again, that is SHOTS. Stop harm on Tulsa streets. Out of tune. This is, this is, how do you, how do you do? How, how do you do? This is... This is a terrible ukulele. The tiny guitar. Tiny guitar. Um, sometimes I do solos on it. <laughs> Ooh. It's got... Expressive. It yeah. can't be tuned. We talk mm. about it sometimes. Because the strings are... They're nylon, but they're very stretchy. So mm, if so I... So I just won't. Yeah, if I tune it, they just stretch out. Yeah, there's been attempts. Yeah, just won't do it. <laughs> I, I bought a tuner... To try to tune it, it did not did not work. Um, your drink is falling over, Hannah. It's mainly empty. Oh, well, that's technically the um, the negative way of looking at it. I see it as one quarter full. Yeah, partially <laughs> filled. See, the way I think of it is. Glass is half empty, half full. Was it full before? Or was it empty before? Because yeah. that determines if it's half full or half empty. When I was in fifth grade, our school counselor um, came to our classroom and made us take a test. It had an even number of questions, and they asked us questions like, is the glass half empty and half full? And one kid in the class scored uh, evenly um, half and half, and he was a realist, and all the rest of us were optimists or pessimists but i and i scored optimist because i'm generally contrary to popular belief i'm an optimistic person it's true but i did have an argument with the counselor later in private about whether or not the glass was full of bees yes i was thinking what if it's full of boiling acid yeah yeah like exactly fuck has, your test yeah that does is that's, it full of yeah right why, why were they asking like, us why, is why are they making us take this test <laughs> like, i don't even I think that's know. a good metaphor it's, for optimism pessimism it's not it's just it's sometimes you want the glass to be that amount i think it was an early attempt to figure out um like if they could measure depression in children <laughs> right like <laughs> like because the kid who was the realist, and I, God, I remember this so well, and I forgot how to spell my middle name once. <laughs> uh, the he was the, um, 
if anyone would be considered average, just to consider the most average kid, it was this guy. <laughs> he was absolutely just a normal, mm-hmm. across the board, not anything special, but not, I mean, he was in class with us. Right. He showed up. He, he turned in homework. Yeah. Like, right. Did. Um, but, and I remember going like, that kid just got in trouble because he was the one outlier <laughs> who scored. Not either. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, it is the average score. <laughs> right. Or it should be. He's right. the one, he's the one who sets the, the baseline for the data. Right. And he got yelled at for it. Right. <laughs> so I remembered, like, don't ever do that. He's like uh, Luke Wilson's character on Idiocracy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've, I don't know why that sticks out. In my, I think I'm just, I was just mad that they were collecting so much data from us. Right. Like, ugh. That same That same counselor did a lot of stuff that, like, I remember being angry about. We all had to sign it. A contract um, to never use drugs or smoke <laughs> cigarettes or drink alcohol. I think I signed something like that. George Strait was the was the sponsor of no. this contract. No. And I remember when my mom likes him, but now I fucking don't. And right. It seemed fatalist at the time. Like, why am I making this decision at 10 years I old? I don't even know anything about this topic. Yeah. Now I want to try it and see I what I'm not going to do. They told me not to smoke a joint because it could be laced with something. Yes. Why were more things not laced? Well, <laughs> nowadays, that's now what I, I realize think. like you have to pay extra. For yeah. That. No one's going to lace your shit weed yeah. with some expensive real drug yes. and that's, just give it to you for free. That's like the type of attitude I get when like Halloween comes around. Watch out, everybody. They're giving you your weed candy and look out for that. Nobody, it's like, right. trust me, nobody's doing that. Who's going to waste their money on making... Yeah, it just doesn't make nobody's sense. Nobody's so expensive. That. And working in harm reduction, especially now, I realize that so few drugs can be smoked like weed. Yes, <laughs> like right. You, you can't do that. Thing. I mean, I, I, I guess I could see, like... They're thinking like you could be in a party situation and uh, people are partaking and you just like walk up to the circle and just puff on the first thing that comes around. And maybe they all were doing some consensual weed angel dust situation. Yeah. And you just unknowingly. I guess that's the doomsday scenario. I never encountered Angel dust at any party. I've never encountered angel dust. Yeah, angel, I I think that's a thing. It it is. Yeah, I, is that PCP? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I've yeah. seen it. Um, but I've never like, seen. I've never come across it. Before. I had to. I didn't use it, but I I couldn't just find it. Nobody ever offered it to me. That was like something that that's that's like crack on a level of. Like, you have to give up at some point to go to PCP. You have to be really looking for it. It's also weird that that's one of the main five drugs they test for. And, like... Oh, yeah, still, right? Yeah, yeah. On a regular drug test, 
They test for PCP. They're, they're not um, trying to exclude certain drugs. They're trying to exclude certain people. Yeah. So they choose yes. the drugs that they think the people they want to exclude yeah. would do. I think I think for a very short period of time, it was a drug that could be considered poor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're. Yeah, you're not gonna be a uh, a, a company man. Yeah. If you're uh, doing PCP. Yeah. No, that's coke. Yeah. Right. yeah. right. We don't. We don't test for that. We provide that. Yeah. You don't encounter PCP out on the farm either. No. Yeah. That's right. inner cities only. Right. But exactly. It, even that, like it's and and another thing, we were all taught that it would make you have superhuman strength. You know what it really makes people do? Like shit. nothing. <laughs> I don't know if it makes them shit. That's what I just assume any drug. No, it it makes People. Or constipated. You could be constipated. Yeah, that, that's more likely. Yeah. <laughs> it makes people, like, very lethargic. Yeah, yeah. It does the exact opposite of what Law & Order taught us. Right. That you would throw fire extinguishers at cops. <laughs> Do you guys remember when bath salts, people were, like, eating each yeah. other's faces and, and then stuff? That's, and we that wasn't true. Would that end up being a hoax? Salts. Yeah, it was, it, well, he tested positive for weed. Turns out he was just schizophrenic. Oh, okay, so yeah. it was irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense now that I think about but it. But yeah. zombies, we were all it, it yeah. was during the zombie craze, and everybody right. secretly wanted zombies to be a thing. That's true, because <laughs> everybody had their zombie survival plan. Right. I, yeah. I mean, you again, you you work at the pawn shop sometimes. And and we've both heard it for sure. This is going to oh, yeah. be my zombie survival this is gun. My zombie gun. Yeah. Or people I've... have brought in their zombie guns and they're like green. Yeah. And stuff. So they yeah. got special. Yeah. I've had somebody come in. Um, they're a little different work environment, but kind of similar. Um, at the location I was at, but we li- she literally talked about twenty minutes um, about that people call her Michonne and that she has two swords on her wall and that that's what that would be her weapon during the zombie apocalypse and then she started comparing herself and I'm like you need to leave (laughs) (laughs) well I have I take real issue with the zombie stuff because look I'm I I have like serious illness like I've got an immune disorder Mm -hmm. and when people are like, when the zombies come, I'm going to be killing everybody. I'm like, but what, you're just like reacting to fucking diabetes. You're reacting to, <laughs> to these are people who are sick. They're your, still your family. Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? You're not going to be able to kill your friends because they got bit. That, first of all, rabies exists. <laughs> we try to cure it. Right. <laughs> I mean... Huntington's exists. These are you know, prion diseases exist, and those are caught. I mean, those those are some of the basis for zombie lore is people eating brains. Well, it's it's the ultimate sort of um, uh, it's othering, pre- like prepper vindication oh, yeah. story, where it's like I was right the whole time, and I'm gonna be. It's it's just. I mean. Capitalism is kind of like this too, where people that would totally, if would totally die, 
if the shit hits the fan. Yes. Fantasize the shit's going to hit the fan, and they're going to be one of the ones <laughs> that whatever oh, yeah. has all the guns and the food, and they're letting these people live and killing these people and blah, 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 or letting these people... And it's like, no, you're going to die. Yeah. Like I everybody else. I super hate it when preppers are right. Oh, me too. The pandemic... Like we have lived, we've lived during our our own Spanish flu um, with COVID, and and we got to see all these preppers go. We fucking told you, but those same people took every measure not to make it better, and that is the worst irony of them all. These people were stocking up on gross. Buckets of macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. and not going to get shots so they mm-hmm. wouldn't have to eat this shit. <laughs> right. right. And that's it. You know, no preppers are like Instagramming their like rotten mashed potatoes. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, that shit goes wrong. It does. You know, water goes bad. You can't just, <laughs> you can't just stick the stuff in your basement. No. And wait. No, but like, Pat Robertson not... can fucking sell it to you oh and make millions of dollars. It, that, it it doesn't taste good to begin with. Well, and plus, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Pat Robertson's whole system is that the food, the buckets full of food, you eat all the food out of the bucket and then you poop in it. Yes, yes, that's that is, the plan. That is that is ultimately his goal. And I feel like if that is someone's goal, you need to, you, you need to take stock of that person. I just, I don't know about the logistics of like, there has to be all the foods gone out <laughs> of it before thing, you can poop in it, right? Yes. I mean, that's yeah, a lot that of food. Seems like a given. You have to eat a bunch of food, like a lot, too much, unhealthy amounts of food before you can even. It just doesn't. The combination food container toilet <laughs> is just yeah. we can beat that even in a zombie we can be situation. <laughs> you ultimately need more buckets. You need like a empty bucket. Yeah, to at start. least to start. Yeah. And I never hear that mentioned. You're gonna need ten buckets for poop per bucket of food because you're not just gonna leave that bucket sitting around. You're gonna get rid of that bucket. Right. These are people who will not hose off their driveway. They're not going to hose out a poop bucket. Oh, they're going to die of dysentery. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> yes. yes. It's zombie apocalypse. They don't know how to do it. It's going to become it's, a cholera epidemic. It is a epidemic. true fantasy that just, if they're lucky, it'll just never be tested. And yeah. they can just go on about their lives feeling prepared. Right. Yes. And why are you stocking up on guns? Like, how many guns can you carry? That, I, so that has always been an interesting thing to me, is that sort of like, yeah, you can just get one gun and buy a lot of ammo. One great gun. Yeah. We've talked about this at the shop a lot, that the people who are buying these guns, they're buying like AR15s and AK47s which right now during a time of 
wealth beyond our wildest dreams are hard to find ammo for. Mm-hmm. And you should be buying a fucking twenty-two. <laughs> you yeah. should buy a rifle where there are untold stores of ammunition that you can carry on right. you. Like you right. can carry a thousand rounds. I tell you, they all make the same hole. Yeah. Well, right. And plus, let's be honest. It, you're going to be using your gun to like shoot squirrels and yes. rats and yes. eat them. <laughs> yeah. Um, present company excluded. Yes. Well, they're, they're, uh, we got fancy rats. Right. Right. Um, it, that's what the gun's for. I mean, what are yeah. you going to? You're going to fight off other people with guns all day, every day. Like you're gonna, I, what are you gonna do? I, I just, I don't, I just don't think people can defend themselves with a gun the no. way they think they can. They definitely cannot. That's another part of the fantasy. Yeah, is that suddenly you're calamity Jane when <laughs> yes. someone shows up? Like somebody wants to kill you, and they know it, and you don't already know it because they haven't pointed the gun at you yet. But now they're pointing the gun at you, and you haven't even picked your gun up yet. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't think it's useful in that way. It's not useful as a defensive weapon. And these are, I, I mean, to back to the bucket thing, just, just one more thought on that. This isn't a bucket with a seat. Mm, That's uncomfortable. That. Is, is he suggesting that we hover over the bucket? He's got to be. Because Pat Robertson is a frail old man. He will fall into that bucket. <laughs> you need a pool noodle. That's where I come in. I'm going to start a pool noodle store, and I'm going to slice every pool noodle down the down the middle, oh, so you can I put see. it around the bucket, so you can right. make a seat. You make a slit like your. Uh, I've I have like used like one of those buckets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's still not comfortable. No. But it's better than sitting on it just the rim of the bucket. It really depends on the circumference of the opening of the bucket, I think, at that point. Well, these are big buckets. They're five-gallon buckets. Right. Yeah, your whole ass could fall in there. It, we're talking <laughs> the, the Home Depot. Children can drown in those. They can. There's a drawing of it on the side They're, of the bucket. You can fit several children in those buckets. <laughs> right. Like, standing up, they're not, they're not milling about, but <laughs> they're in there. Right. Several children, you say. Well, I, I I have a child. I know how big they they are to start. Right. They get bigger. It'd be tough because, like, their arms and legs. Yeah, like... well, they do tend to flail mm-hmm. if they're asleep. Oh, right. They're, they're ten, they tend to be pretty sedate. <laughs> we could just, like, wait till it's real late at night and then stuff them in a bucket. Well, I don't know why we're putting them. I'm just using them for reference. Right, a volume, size. a standard yeah, unit yeah, of volume. Yeah, a standard unit yes. of volume. Two to three children's worth. Ultimately. Sleeping children. Sleeping. Ultimately, sleeping this children. bucket situation saves children. Well, we should hope. Yeah. Or else Jim Baker is doing this all for nothing. <laughs> he couldn't be doing it to get rich. And to buy new designer glasses. I'm mad that Jim Baker has better glasses than I do. I mean, me too, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Do you do you know about his son? Uh some some is I think so. 
Yeah, his son Start is... Start telling me and I'll like... So I'll his son's like, like still, I think, Christian, but oh, like... he's like kind of woke. Punk rock Christian? Yeah, right. And like gone on a... He has gotten his own success going around like forgiving his father and being like, oh, not wow. all Christians are like, dad. Wow. We, Jim Baker was like, uh, like an actual bad person. I mean, yes. at least like he he did time in prison, I think. Um, uh, tax evasion. Yeah, cheated mm-hmm. on his wife. Like mm-hmm. that was part of the deal. He was paying sex workers. Tammy Faye, his wife, went on TV, um, real famously, and destroyed her makeup. It wasn't a show. Yeah. She didn't shotgun that shit on just so she could cry it off. No way. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Jim Baker's son, I remember he had a show on like IFC and he wore a Bad Religion t-shirt. And I was like, well, I might give this guy a chance. Did not. I did not follow through with it. But yeah, I I know about him. That's funny. Um, That's funny. So, carpentry. Mm, Carpentry. Have you ever built anything which you later used? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I built my wife a coffee table. For probably Christmas. That's awesome. We say Christmas birthday, fifty okay. fifty. Yeah. yeah. Well, that so it when I wrote that question, it was kind of like a measure of, um, I mean, it's almost a measure of, of wealth, right? Are you doing carpentry because you have to, or are you doing it because it's a, it's a skill you want to have for yourself, or because oh, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. But do you feel like there are a lot of carpenters who never get to the point where they can build stuff that they can just use? Oh, for sure. I mean, um, I've, uh, from the very beginning, worked in small shops that did custom work. And part of a small shop is that you have to, uh, what's the word, Uh, diversify? You, You... you have to uh, learn more disciplines. Yeah. You have to wear more hats. You can't just do the one. You can't operate this one machine all day, every day. Right. I think if I worked at uh, like J Rambo, um, which is a large cabinetry shop in yeah. town. Patio uh, it, furniture, right? Too. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I know they do cabinetry. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you could end up like using a big staple gun all day long yeah. and like doing the same kind of thing all day long or like just boring for hinges. Yeah. And you can't build something with that. You, that's just a, that's flipping burgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the difference Not, between you know, no a shop and a to, factory. Right, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, I'm lucky in that way, uh, because you know. A lot of people that do what I do work in that environment, and they probably don't. They're not able to be creative with that. I mean, they'd have to go more out of their way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no one working for that wage has that much time. I I've seen these guys on TikTok that make like, you know, this guy. He's a master woodworker. He makes this beautiful dining room table, mm-hmm. and it takes like two hundred hours. Mm-hmm. You got to find two hundred hours. Exactly. <laughs> that time actually elapsed. Yeah. In real time. <laughs> it's almost hard to comprehend. I mean, yeah. 200 hours is 
of extra time where you're not working or not sleeping or doing something else. Right. Like or like resting between feels workings. like extra yeah. time to me and I don't even have enough of it now. So. Yeah. Right. Like. It's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Today, I, today I uh, broke. Sorry, you were about to ask a question, but this is, relates. I I broke the 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 plug on my shower speaker. Just the the, the little, you know, um, quarter inch jack, jack, the headphone jack, and I I really went in my head. I went, okay, I can work an hour to replace this, or I can work an hour to fix it. Mm-hmm. Which one is more worth the hour? Right, right. Ultimately, I'll probably solder a new cable on there, but that's that's a conversation you have with yourself mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And that's in that's in any job, I I would say. Sure. The the chef um is going to decide at the end of the the end of his shift at the high end steakhouse to take his kids to Taco Bell. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's outsourcing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great, great way of putting it. So, do you take great pride in things that you built? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't love everything we build, uh, but everything that we build, I, I do think is uh, quality. And, you know, we know what we're doing. Um, You know, when you're doing fully custom stuff, half of it's going to be ugly because there's no accounting for taste. I mean, there's just people want ugly things. Yes, that's true. (laughs) To them, they're beautiful. Yes, yeah. So, uh, but that's not really what pride is about, I guess. Uh, I, um, I'm, you know, I'm good at what I do. And, uh. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it, like if I sucked at it. I mean, I wouldn't try to pass off bad work. Being satisfied with the quality of your work is gonna make you keep doing that. Yeah, it's gonna make you keep getting better. Yeah. The guy who just runs a staple gun all day, no offense, nothing wrong with what he does, but. He's not going to get better at running a staple gun. There's no carrot. It's all stick. Yeah. It's all just, you better move 20 units a minute yeah. or you're fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that guy does get really good at stapling <laughs> 20 units yeah. or whatever. He is very good at it, but there's no... It's just for fear of getting fired. Yeah. I mean... I remember uh, 10 years ago when this, this like, 50s era design came back when, when everybody was, was putting this one certain design back in their house and they were going out of their way to, to buy this furniture that was, you know, 70 years old. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was necessarily the prettiest thing in the world. There's a reason it's still around. Right. It was well made. Whether or not you like it doesn't really fucking matter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a yeah. that's an and, important know, distinction. Variety is important too. Absolutely. I, I, I don't. I have preferences and aesthetic ideas about what's good, but uh, I wouldn't want everything to be that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. That would suck, and I'm not that. <laughs> I'm not that important. Yeah. For me, if I want that stuff, I'll go. I'll go to a diner. 
and right. get plenty of it, but it's it's still going to remind me of, oh, yeah, that's when black people had to sit over there. Right. <laughs> there is know? no good old days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so with that said, and, and you said you kind of have to diversify your skills. Does your shop have to diversify um, and do stuff like build furniture or... I mean, yeah, uh, we kind of kind of have to do the work that comes yeah. around uh, to a certain extent, but uh, we're fairly ambitious. We try. I mean, we built a a very large planter that's on the top of what building is that? It's a new building. It's kind of a catty corner from the vast bank building downtown. Mm. Oh, I'm not sure. Anyway, it doesn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know. It's just a new building. But <laughs> it was a massive metal planter with. I mean, it, it was. I think it was going to have a tree growing out of the middle of it on oh. top of a building. Wow. So like some real Bruce Wayne kind of shit. Yeah. Like some real uh, kind of. There should be a word for like stupid ambition. Right. <laughs> I mean, stupid like, ambition covers it. Kind of like ta da. Yeah. Kind of right, stuff. Like, look what I can do. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that uh, that's that's important. I mean, that's y- you have to do that. Y- your shop has to do that to survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But at least you can look at it and say, "I did this." Yeah, for sure. It's true. <laughs> Do you use your carpentry outside of work at all? Uh, yeah. Um, do you mean outside of my job or outside of the uh, outside of the work of carpentry? Well, do you do you use the skills that you've, that um, you've gained from? I mean, yeah, I do side work, but beyond that, I also, uh, you know. Uh, really know how to like hang stuff yeah. on the wall in my house <laughs> find a stud yeah stuff uh you know i can diagnose why the door isn't fitting or yeah that kind of stuff you know i don't i mean with the pandemic i don't do much of anything but like work <laughs> and like recover from work do you count every but step that you take no that's you like, mean walking around? Yeah, yeah. That's a carpenter's thing. Um, really? But yeah. Well, I've heard that. I've heard it from several, and I've heard several people say it's crazy. Hmm. So I can be both. But yeah, it has something to do with measuring. And I don't, I don't think people do it as much. Um, you can just use a tape for that. Mm-hmm. But you can, like, That's I guess that was a thing that people did was yeah. measure distance by just their steps. Right. Knowing your gait. Right. Um. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's one that I always ask carpenters, and I get about half and half. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. No, I, you know, I've measured stuff with my feet, like you say, in absence of, like, a tool yeah. to do that. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty biblical. That's a pretty tool will school. do it better. A tool does it better. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, what's his name in the Bible built? some tower with just hand breadths. Yeah. And I can't remember what all it's supposed to be like why God isn't real because he because God prescribes pi as three. Oh like yeah. Three even. Yeah. And that's the that's the part. That's is when he's like describing like the your tower is gonna be a circle and it's gonna be this wide by this big around and it 
averages out to, I mean, it, it makes three. It, it makes pi out to be three. If that was the proving the non-existence of God, then I don't think the cult of Pythagoras would have existed. They were a cult. I have a feeling people didn't even think of that till yeah. later, like yeah. right. kind of recently. Like, yeah. aha, yeah. got him again. Another gotcha. thing. Yeah. Gotcha. God is definitely not real now. Condescending 14 year old atheist pushes right. his glasses up. Exactly. Wags a finger. <laughs> so, we, uh, you know, this, this question is cliched, but does high school math, or did high school math really help you? Did you find out that you actually did use that shit beyond high school? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> grade school math, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, high school math. Algebra. Um, occasionally, like, all that practice of, what were they called? Uh, not formulas, but where instead of having like a a number plus a number equals a number kind of problem you have like a, a oh an equation a letter yeah, i guess it's an equation and you got to solve for x yeah. inside of this equation i use that kind of logic sometimes um but in my own way i mean i I don't remember any of that stuff. I was good at geometry already, yeah. like going into geometry. And certainly I learned things in high school, I guess. I was fucking terrible at geometry. I'm I'm good at geometry, though. I didn't do well in class because I wasn't good at class. That may have been it. So I yeah. had a geometry teacher that I really butted heads with, and uh, and her husband was a high-end carpenter like made really nice furniture mm -hmm. and she gave us this assignment i remember it was to design a, a rack to hold her coffee cups and i could not get this fucking assignment like i i couldn't do well at it. i tried and tried i did so many sketches i measurements were perfect and after about the fourth try or of of going back and uh, you know really working at it, I realized she didn't know shit about technical drawings. Right, right. <laughs> and and that's when I gave up and I was like, you know, I have a graphing calculator. I can just punch shit in and then I can just save all my uh, all my formulas in there mm -hmm. and. And then just, you know, put the numbers in. And she said, you're not going to have one of those all the time. And you know what? I do, and she's dead. Right. <laughs> that is the case. You know, I, I, it's funny. People act like, oh, you know, you're using a tool. You should be using your brain yeah. to do that. It's kind of like saying, like, oh, you're using a saw to cut that wood? You should be using your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> like, if a real carpenter would use his teeth Gnaws and fingernails yeah. to build a house. Nice hammer, queer. Did right. you know we have rocks? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. God made them. And they're everywhere. So, idiot. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, 
I had, I realized that I would have a graphing calculator at all times then because I had one at all times then. Right. I bought it. Right. But what about the zombie apocalypse? Right. Because we can't find AA batteries. Well, that's the, that's just the beginning of your problems. (laughs) Good luck uh, finding uh, daylight for your solar calculator when uh, there's nuclear winter. Yeah. Yeah. For example. <laughs> idiot. Yeah, I, idiot. I really, it's exactly, it's every condescending ass person going, well, you're stupid because we did it better. And you, know, you, you didn't have fucking machine language when you were a kid. Right. Uh, and so. And you probably <laughs> ate some lead paint. Yeah, your so. argument is stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot be trusted. My, my kid is going to listen to this podcast and go, you didn't have Wiggle Blacks. Moron. I don't even know what that is. Nobody does yet. Oh. Yeah, this is my point. I see where you're... Yeah, she's going to have, like, some sort of clay that you mold, and then it does, you know, thinking for you. Right. (laughs) It then becomes a lie. Yeah. (laughs) Thinking clay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just just shooting the hip Well, you have to shape it into the shape of a brain, and then it thinks. Yeah. And then you shape, shape it into a... Help me out here. A book, uh, and a you book. read it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? sure. Yeah, why not? Isn't that just books? That can we Audible just, we is just have? Be, wait, Audible's not the one. Uh, we're recording matter. a podcast right now. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> your your argument made itself, friend. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I mean, full circle, circle. (laughs) real meta there. Imagining anything the way that our our parents, of course, we don't have flying cars because people conceived of it seventy years ago. Right. (laughs) Right. We've done better. I think we. I I thought about this very recently. The idea that like, at some point, the futurists we're just sort of writing the future because like, so like in the fifties car companies were trying to make cars look like what they thought the future would be. But then like sci-fi writers started making cars that look like what they think the future (laughs) is actually going to be. So then car companies, when they make a concept car, it looks like the car from Minority Report because what else are they going to do? Yeah. It's already, the groundwork has been laid. They just have to make the car. Well, my when when I was a kid, my dad actually posed the flying car argument to me. So he mm-hmm. said, "If if shit's so great now, why don't we have flying cars?" And I looked at him and I said, "That's because it's really dumb, right? Like, right? Because we have wheels. Yeah, <laughs> we're there. Like, we already did it. It's and called wheels. People are bad at that. Right. Let's I, not give them flying cars. Yeah, they're going to be piloting cars yeah. now. <laughs> no, you think." Road accidents are bad now. Exactly. Wait until they're from fifty feet up. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's a patently bad idea. Yeah. Well, and the, it's just. But it'd be cool. But, but writing the future, it's always gonna be that, and and maybe maybe you don't have to use high school math, and and that's. That's fine too. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine that I can do it on my phone. Right. It it at least le- it, it levels the playing field because there are those kids who were bad at numbers but 
probably really good at cutting wood. Right. And I mean, <laughs> frankly, even if you're designing in AutoCAD, the computer is a computer. Yeah. I mean, it it's it really does math really, really good. There's a reason we moved <laughs> yeah. to that from cyanotypes and, you know, right. like, it, yeah. It, you know, uh, you have to understand what you're doing, but you don't have to crunch any of the numbers. Yes. Right. So we're, it, we're off to the it, races. In the margin of error is smaller now, and that's good. That's right. arguably we good. like that. Yep. <laughs> Not that arguable. <laughs> Depends, I guess. What's been your weirdest or most interesting job? There's got to be a good answer for that. You helped somebody plant a tree on a building. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was that. You worked in a billionaire's house. It seems like this this job has been really wide-ranging. I mean, yeah, like, I've gone out to, like, Grand Lake, and, uh, like, uh, we did, I think we, like, cased the walls in, like, another sort of like hunting lodge kind of situation we like did casework on the walls which is when you you finish big panels of wood and then you install them on the walls and that's the wall instead of paint Mm -hmm. or wallpaper and um that involved uh clearing all the furniture out which was like furniture made of animal parts and stuff weird like leopard stuff and paws and shit and then we had to take all the uh, trophies off the wall, which was a bunch of bizarre taxidermy and stuff, and very carefully kind of tuck it into another room with blankets and stuff. Like, be really careful. Because it's so expensive. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's a very, that's a strange experience, handling a stranger's heads. It, I'm sure it is. I mean, did did Graham Lake piss you off a great deal? Like, cause it did. I'm always pissed off. I, uh, you know, <laughs> Graham Lake is an extravagance of wealth. Oh yeah, no, I mean I'm pissed all the time. When it comes to wealthy people, I'm just I'm pissed. The last time, the time I went out there, I went to like Monkey Island. Um, uh, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I was actually out there um, last weekend. Yeah. At a bachelor party. I and an Airbnb. Okay, and we, so that's it's. We saw Monkey Island. Uh, we actually, my friend, bought, my friend bought a Tesla. Okay. And yeah. as a big time splurge, he's not. He has a good job, but he's not like wealthy. Yeah. But he bought a Tesla, and we thought we had enough fuel, quote unquote, to get to Grand Lake and back. Well, we got there and we were already down to. We were beyond half life. Yeah. So, like, we didn't have enough fuel to get back, so we had to find a charger. The only charger was deep within the walls of a golf course on Monkey Island or whatever that yeah. means. And I had never, I had never heard of Monkey Island. Is it an island? I believe it is. Okay. But yeah, it's just where all the car dealers live. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if I was on Monkey Island or just in associated lands. Well, they have they have a a private bar and like okay. 
like little lodge and I've I've been there I went there once on a weekend and got very drunk there and then a lady told us she was going to call the homeowners association on us so oh. we told her we lived at a different place than we were staying and then uh you know made fun of her butt and stuff cuz if you lie um you can get away with more things listeners Right. That's just uh, advice. That's true. How do you do advice? Yeah. Um, and be confident when you do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Monkey Island. It's it's exactly that. It's just like where rich people stay, mm. so they don't have to venture out into the right the outer edges of the yeah, lake. People keep it neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all have golf co- uh, golf carts. They used to mm. get around. I saw we almost had a collision with a golf cart. Yeah, lady, the, it's a random golf cart. She person. she was probably day drunk. Mm. <laughs> That's something yeah. we experienced a lot of. Right, we were the day drunk ones. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's that. You know, you, your job takes you a lot of places. It's going to take you to where you have to go handle somebody else's hunting trophies. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it gets a little gross, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, f- for sure. I mean, I do commercial stuff now, which tends to be half-complete warehouse-type um, construction. Yeah. You know, so like steel studs. Um. It's less gross than when we when I was going into people's homes more. Sure. Tighter mm-hmm. spaces and sort of whatever's yeah. in there and stuff. Uh, well, do you have to deal with micromanagers? I mean, are are your bosses pretty pretty cool now? Um, for the most part, yeah. I mean, you know, I know what I'm doing. I don't really need. I mean. Except in the case that happens all the time where I'm doing something or I've never done it before and I don't know what I'm doing. But, you know, there's an understanding. I think there's a professionalism that kind of doesn't prevent micromanagement, but it discourages it. Sure. You know, it's not like a... I mean, you know, I've worked at grocery stores where it's like micromanaged to into oblivion yeah I mean, go face just, the fucking cat food exactly yeah <laughs> right so it's far better than most jobs have in that way well, that's, that's good, good. That's i don't good. think i could do my job micro man i just don't even like it's hard to imagine that uh th- for sure yeah one of the lucky ones i see yes. <laughs> would you benefit from learning spanish uh everyone would thank yeah. you <laughs> yeah it's actually uh it's like, it's my shame that I haven't learned another language and Spanish would be it if I was going to learn one. <sighs> the My great fear is that I'm going to speak Spanish at work and then I'm going to fuck something up and the, the Spanish-speaking guys are going to make fun of me. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been made fun of, for That's sure. That's true. Uh, I mean, you know, we all get made fun of for something. I've worked... Uh, with Spanish-speaking people, um, especially at my last job. And we had a... I mean, they were so... You know, some of them were learning English, and, like, we'd help each other out. Yeah. It was a really good... I mean, that was a very overall positive thing. Um, But, you know, I learned more 
like curse words and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, I learned a few like uh, ladder, nail, screw kind of words. Yeah. But I wasn't speaking Spanish. We, we ate at this, at this Mexican restaurant um, down the street from here and our waiter, it was like English was his first language. He was so fluent and I was like, hey man, um, your English is really good. Like, like I could tell that it wasn't his first language, but he was just so good. And, and he lit up and he was like, actually very, uh, he, he had zero confidence in his ability and it made his day. Awesome. And, uh, but that, that's how I feel is that they've made such an effort to learn English Mm -hmm. and, and we have to make some effort to learn Spanish because we got, we all got to work together. Right. Um, and English is a lot harder than Spanish. It's so fucking difficult. <laughs> yeah. I struggle with it all the time. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, last question. You got long hair. Um, does it do. present a safety concern? Um, I imagine it does technically yeah uh because i i can also imagine horrible things happening to my head lathe accidents right uh you know the best uh lather i've known um had long hair oh dope i uh i don't i don't think it's a real problem i mean no i wear a ponytail i wear a bandana on my head to like keep the random yeah <laughs> the flyaways stuff yeah at bay and uh, I never think about it I just it's it's back there it's not long enough to yeah get in a grinder or whatever <laughs> I'm doing well I told you before we started that I only asked that question because I had that boss at a wood shop who secretly right yeah back at he like finally came out with it and he's like if you work in a shop you should shave your head and i was like by your wife i've ne- <laughs> i've i've never run into a negative attitude in my in my experience in it's my getting industry. better then it's getting better yeah and also um i think it my industry is a dying one and it's a lot of the people in it are they're this the people that are willing to put up with the downsides, you know? Yeah. So they're kind of, it's not mainstream anymore. Yeah. It's a little bit, uh, it kind of, the, they're my, they're my people kind of, they're weirdos <laughs> and stuff. You it's know, becoming niche. Are you worried? It's a little alternative. Are you worried automation is taking over? Nah. I mean, there are things you can do with that, but it's not, you know, if I were working a factory job, I'd be worried about that. Yeah. Because, like, my, you know, big stapler or whatever could be replaced <laughs> with a robot sure. stapler. Sure, But, um, yeah. you know, I, uh, I do a lot of different things in the course of a day. And it, each of those things would have to be another $100,000 robot or whatever. It seems like if automation's going to come in, it's going to take the, the the least safe jobs first. It's it, it's going to spray on the lacquer. It's going to mm-hmm. 
do the 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 pounding and and drilling work and not the fine cutting the the stuff it takes a, a human's yeah, you touch. can't automate uh i just i don't think you can automate most of the stuff we do that's that's a good feeling uh, i mean you can automate the processing of the lumber yeah. stuff like you could have it but again you can only really automate for mass production yeah because it's not it's the it's a scale thing there's not enough camagong wood to make automation a necessity right exactly you just uh <clears throat> you'd have to retool for every kitchen you did yeah yeah i mean you just it doesn't quite fit my industry and that's a good thing but you know uh, it i think it's worth saying that like you know even in in mass production um like a cnc doesn't just uh birth guitars yeah it needs uh, coordinates it needs it needs <clears throat> Everything. It needs someone to stand there and watch it yeah. and make sure it's still doing the thing right because it doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah. And uh, even when a part comes off a CNC, it's just a part. A disembodied kind of rough cut part that needs hands on it. Hours of shaping and sanding and trimming and then joining to other parts to make it useful at all. Um so even when you think of like automated manufacturing, it's not as though the whole building is a robot. Mm -hmm. um, there's still people at every, I mean, and then there's the people that, you know, repair the machine. Yeah. When it breaks. People who I builds mean, the robots. There's jobs all over the place. We, we watched this YouTube channel called I made a thing and the guy, guy built a, uh, the safety, um, the 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 tip for a, a reciprocating saw. <laughs> uh huh. And in order to make it worth making one, he had to make you know ten. Right. And getting that first one right took so long. Like at this point, you can buy ten new reciprocating saws, yes. but you're you're fighting your own hubris. Right. It's a fucking Harbor Freight reciprocating saw that costs thirty bucks. Right. Uh, yeah. So I totally get that. Do you have anything to plug or promote? Uh, nope. Do you want to send anybody to uh, to your wife's um, shop? Oh. <laughs> uh, I think so. I haven't decided if I'm identifying myself. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Elle's Vital Vintage. Um, she's on Etsy. Uh, she's at Love Me Two Times in Tulsa. Um, check her out. She has, uh, vintage clothes, vintage wares. Uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, we had her on the show. She's great. Um, I don't have any shows coming up. Come see me at, at Starlight Open Mic Wednesday nights. Um, come up and talk to me. I won't, I won't eat you. I love you. Um, we love you. How do you do? Thanks for sticking with us for another episode. We'll catch you next week. Bye. 
This has been a Burger Satan Bitch Fest production.